Last episode, we talked about metoxidation, and I mentioned that stainless steels also have protection against corrosion. This class of steel is one of my favorites, because we do have many things in our daily routine which are made of it we often use, such as cutlery and pans. However, they also can be used for high-performance applications, such as in pressure tanks of the petroleum industry. I also mentioned that common steels are likely to undergo the corrosion process, which most of the time might limit the use of the material under some conditions. It's worth to be pointed out that corrosion resistance depends on the properties of the material in a given environment. Sometimes one material or steel is resistant in one environment but not in another one which means that it doesn't depend only on the material or an isolated property, but it also depends on the environment. In this episode, we are going to take a look at stainless steels, and I'd like to invite you to follow the podcast on Instagram and share this episode with your friends. If you have any questions or a suggestion, send me a DM or an email that is in the description of the podcast. My name is Vinny. And I am Matthew's engineer. If I try to tell you the composition of all the stainless steels, I wouldn't finish this episode until 2022. But to give you some tasty, there it goes. A typical stainless steel composition in weight percent has about 16 to 18 of chromium, 6 to 8 of nickel. 2 to 3 of molybdenum, 0.5 to 1.5 of aluminum, 1 to 1.25 of manganese and silicon, 0.03 to 0.08 of carbon and iron to balance. There are phosphorus and sulfur that can be a huge problem and their content are about 0.015 to 0.04. The 300 series formulas of stainless steel are one of the best known 304, 316 and 316L series I often use in the industry, at least they are the ones that I often heard. The 304 steel series has nickel and chromium in the composition, but not molybdenum. The 316 and 316L steel series also have nickel and chromium, but also have molybdenum in the composition. The biggest difference between the 316 and 16L is that L means low carbon content. So as I said before, the carbon range varies between 0.03 to 0.08, which means that for L series, the carbon content will be the smallest, in this case, 0.03 weight percent. Look, I'm not interested in explaining the corrosion reactions because, in my opinion, now it's more fascinating to understand what is and what does give the corrosion protections to stainless steel instead. I said typical or atypical comp- composition because, as I just said, it can totally vary in which some of the elements might not be present or might have their concentration increased than that one I just said. If you paid attention, there is not too much carbon in the composition. The highest concentration is about 
0.08 width percent. However, there is still a steel array. In regular steels, what gives the strength is the carbon, but the maximum carbon concentration into the austenite is about 2.8% in high temperature, which is not much as well. Besides, what we are looking for is a material that can resist oxidation or corrosion. In the last episode, I told you about the oxide layer that is forming the outer layer of the metals, like the aluminum oxide, and I also pointed out that chromium also has this property, which is the formation of an attached oxide that is impermeable to oxygen. You might have gotten it now. That's why there's too much chromium in the stainless steel, right? Yeah, you're right. But why is the carbon content so low? As I said in the last episode, when we scratch metal, we open a surface that wasn't in contact with oxygen, which leads to the formation of a new oxide or protective layer to avoid all the, metal, all the material getting corroded. So, it is the chromium that gives this property to steel, but when chromium is in contact with carbon at a certain temperature, they form a carbonite with a chemical composition of chromium-23, carbon-6, which precipitates in the grand boundaries. The region around the carbide is now poor in chromium content, and as I said, what gives the corrosion protections to these steels series is the chromium. Unfortunately, if the chromium carbide is formed, the whole material is doomed, because the carbide is stable at room temperature. If the material got used in a corrosive environment, but as I said, which is harmful environment to the metal, this carbide will intensify the corrosion on the purest chromium regions. This process of chromium carbide precipitation is called sensitization. The chromium carbide is formed from the melting or when the material passes through a heat treatment at the temperature that it precipitates. The point is, the exact temperature will depend on the composition, but it might vary in the range from 400 degrees Celsius to 800 degrees Celsius. It's worth pointing out that the process also changes the possibility of its precipitation. For instance, in the welding process, the metal is melted and solidifies quickly. But if the temperature does not pass fast enough to this precipitation range, it's likely to form. I hope you have enjoyed. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.